Coming up on S4C, no live games this week, but the news has broken. Cardiff City's last game of the pre-season before they head off for another Premier League adventure at home from the Cardiff City Stadium. They play Real Betis. Must be on a little tour from Spain. So Cardiff City against Real Betis, last pre-season game coming up pretty soon, August the 4th live on Scorio so keep updated for more times but something for the uh, football fans here in Wales Cardiff City fans especially to look forward to see how your team's preparations are getting underway before that big season back with the big boys so August the 4th more news to come he likes to tell you if anyone will listen his seven caps, his chocolate knees, his distinct lack of pace. Now it's a long shot, but in the long run, your blues will be long gone with the long man and the long man. Here we go. It's been a long time coming, but we've got the first female guest on the podcast, and it's worth the wait uh, to meet up and chat with today's guest, which is Nia Jones. She's a Welsh football international. She's a Welsh netball international, so a little bit greedy. Can't quite decide what she wants to do. Recently has been with the netball team, headed over to Australia for the Commonwealth Games, but definitely hasn't hung up the football boots yet. So maybe some aspirations for, for getting those boots back on and, and, and playing for Wales once again. So good speaking to her, getting to know the, the little differences maybe between the, the men's game and the women's game. The growth of the women's game recently, certainly with the success of the national team. Um, the fact that they're so close to, to qualifying for the World Cup. Uh, she's worked as a pundit recently on those games so if she doesn't get to play in the World Cup should they qualify she hopes to maybe be there as part of the uh, of the media coverage so good chatting to her about everything her sporting career um, also her social media presence the fact that she's always on Instagram and feels that she's a bit of a bit of a flag bearer for, for women's sport really and likes to spread the word about the success stories that are going on. So hopefully you guys enjoy this conversation. I certainly did. Thank you very much for your time. Nia Jones. Well, Nia Jones. Hello. First ever female on the podcast. Privileged. What Thank an honour. What an honour. It's been a little while trying to sort it out, hasn't it? I know, I'm sorry. I, for someone who's constantly on their phone, I'm yeah, playing a bit hard to get, wasn't I? <laughs> I'm the same, you know. Like, you... Getting people on a podcast, I feel a bit of a, a bit of a twat at times. <laughs> I don't like that side of it, even with friends, like contacting them. Yeah, it's tough to nail them down. But then, I'll get a message on Twitter or Instagram off somebody else about doing something, yeah. and I'll blank them. So I'm just a, <laughs> hypocrite. It's just life, yeah, yeah absolute hypocrite. But I how, close it and I forget to reply, and then I I see that's the one, eh? A picture of your head on top of the width of the width, and then I'm like, oh yeah, TJ. Yeah. Sorry. This pest. <laughs> How's things there? Yeah, we're in this uh, fine establishment, this posh school. We are. Uh, Cathedral School Landaff. I'll, I'll put that in there. My director of sport will be very happy. Um, yeah, things are good. Um, 
got one more netball game left of the season, so looking forward to a little bit of a little bit more napping after that's finished. Who's that for? Celtic Dragons. Yeah. Uh, so we play in the National Super League, which is like the Premier League in the UK. Um, we're the only Welsh club in it. Uh, there's one Scottish team and the rest are English. So just don't ask me how we've done this season. So British League, loads of travelling. Loads of travelling, yeah. Furthest we go is Glasgow. Uh, we go to Northumbria, uh, Manchester. And unlike football, we don't get business class flights. No? Uh, unfortunately not. No, we get a little minibus. Craig, I travel. Very reliable. They've got Ooh. USB ports, though. How reliable? Yes. And there's Wi-Fi, actually. Oh, come on. Bus Wi-Fi. I've Wi-Fi. been on some nice buses in my time, but the Wi-Fi hardly ever no. worked. We're living the dream. It works. Works proper? It works. Which is big for you as a social media freak. Of course. I can stream Longman's World Football Podcast <laughs> all the way. Uh, so talk me through, you know, being in the university, mm-hmm. so playing netball, playing football, we'll, we'll get into it all. Um, have you finished university now? Yeah, I finished a few years ago. Oh, um, <laughs> so this is your full-time job? Well, yeah, I'm part-time. You finished at, yeah, you finished at 11 this morning. I did finish at 11. You didn't have to get that in. People think I'm busier than I actually am. Uh, yeah, I work part-time here, um, coaching the kids. It's pretty fun. It doesn't really feel like um, a proper job. I still don't feel like an adult. Um, but it's what works at the minute to play as much sport as I can while my legs will last, really. So it's... It's ideal, yeah, I really enjoy it. Is that what you love, just any sport? Any sport, yeah. Um, again, I don't think it, I know, obviously I've played netball and football, but it's playing for Wales that I really like. I, don't, I wouldn't care if that was at darts, probably. Um, yeah, it's just competing at international level. When did that start then? Was, was it football that you started playing? Yeah, like I, I grew up in uh, Flinch's Best Kept Village 2003, I think it was, called Llanvenith. Mm. No one else lives there. Never heard of it. No, I'm not surprised. Post office is open like an hour a week, yeah. I think. Um, yeah, back in uh, primary school, um, I just played with my dad. Um, netball's not really one that you, you can play on the street with jumpers as goalposts. So uh, it was definitely football first, um, a little bit of an Arsenal fanatic. But then um, in school, I sort of... Um, the pathway through to international level with netball was much stronger in North East Wales than football was. Um, so I was in the netball setup from the age of 14 and I didn't really um, play age group Wales stuff until I was 16, 17 with football. So then I tried to balance them for a few years, but um, I tried to do them both <laughs> for maybe too long. Um, annoyed a couple of coaches and teammates along the way, obviously, because I would miss the odd bit of um, the odd trainer session. So then I had to prioritise for Commonwealth Games and then I prioritised for, for obviously my stint at Reading as a pro. So you pick netball over football when it came to the crunch, but was that because, did you have one eye on the Commonwealth Games? That, yeah, must, de- that must have been a huge part. Definitely, and I, you know, I don't want people to see it as sort of glory hunting because you know, I decided to commit to netball a good 18 months before selections for that and it's still, you know, I still had to get picked and actually Having been away with football was probably a disadvantage to me over the other girls, so it was a risk. Um, obviously, I left a full-time contract at Reading to focus on going to the Commonwealth Games. So, um, I haven't, we haven't got the f- fondest memories of both Commonwealth Games, Glasgow or Gold Coast, in terms of results. But who um, cares about results? Who cares? Um, no, but I genuinely do. I feel like, you know, we used to be a nation who just takes part, and now. You know, you see it with the men at the Euros, you see it with the girls' football now, trying to qualify for the World Cup. We're better than that. And I just hope that netball's not getting left behind a bit. I, I, I say um, something similar, like having to retire from playing football, mm. having one eye on the Euros, knowing there was some success on the way, mm. like just felt it, having mm. been part of that squad. Was never, would never have been part of the squad as a player, really, mm. never quite at that level. Um, but how do I get there as part of the media? Mm. And it helped in terms of when to retire, mm. thinking I want to be part of that. Similar sort of thing for you with the, with the Commonwealth. Definitely. Did you go to France then with the Euros? Yeah. Yeah. As part of the media, yeah. Did you find it difficult though, watching, watching the boys and feeling maybe like, oh, it could have been me? No, because I don't think my... I, it's not... Funnily enough, I was talking to Danny Gavidon mm. recently about it. And um, sort of, we were both there as part of the media team. I've got seven caps. I don't know if I've ever told anybody. <laughs> but just a handful of caps. Been involved in the squad quite a bit, yeah. but I was never, I knew I, would, I wouldn't be there playing. 
But for somebody like him, who's got 49 caps, yeah, yeah. been a big part of being through it all, thinking it must hurt him a little bit. Yeah. But not that wasn't really the vibes he was giving out. I don't okay. think he was lying to me. I did. Um, my I made my punditry debut on the BBC uh, last week, it was, and I did it with Gwenon Harris and Katie Sherwood. And yeah. Gwenon and I were on very much the same wavelength of if it probably wasn't for the media stuff, we find it quite difficult to watch and to follow um, stuff on social media and all the hype because the girls are playing so far, but it, you know, they're a hot topic at the minute. I feel a little bit like I've got unfinished business at football. Um, and Gwenon obviously had to retire early through um, knee injuries, whereas Katie said she, you know, she can happily watch with no sort of really? regrets or remorse and yeah, can just Crack so, on, so, really. so when everyone's talking about it, if it wasn't for the media aspect, everybody's talking about Wales, the, the women's team doing so well. Mm -hmm. Generally, you feel, eh, don't really want to talk about it, mate. Not because um, I don't support them and I don't want them to yeah, do well. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I really, really do, and I'm, I'm into it again now as of as of the last few weeks because get on that band, <laughs> jumping on it, glory hunted. Um, no, but it's been in the media a lot, lot more, so I can't really escape it. But prior to that, after. You know, having just left it, I did find it difficult to read stuff about camps on social media. And But it was the same with netball, you know, when I went off to play um, football at Reading, I missed out on the World Cup in Sydney with netball and I <laughs> I actually had to mute the, the Twitter account, which you know for me as a bit of a Twitter wow. addict was, yeah, yeah, it's a big move. But I can, I can understand that though. Yeah. You know, it's, it is different, isn't it? Mm. If, if you were putting all your focus into one mm -hmm. football throughout your career, you never played netball. Mm -hmm. And then you weren't able to go because of work reasons, so you would be mm. not bitter, but there'd be a bit of jealousy it's there. It's a bit raw. There? It's a bit raw, yeah. Mm, tough one, that. Mm. And then we're talking about the Commonwealth Games, Glasgow. That was the first one for you. Yes. It's a bit of a crap one, isn't it? <laughs> not as exotic as uh, I'd have liked, no. But um, no, to be fair, they were great hosts, the Scots, actually. But it's not the same, is it? It's like the next Euros now. If Wales get there, everyone's got the memories of France. Yeah. The next Euros is across Europe. So I think all oh. different host cities, it oh, means really? we'll probably be probably be based in Cardiff if Wales get, get there. <laughs> I'll be staying at home. You'll be at the Copthorne. It'll be terrible. <laughs> you know, but, but then yeah. you get the, the Australia one. Yeah. You, and did, I mean, you didn't get to Sydney in, as part of the World Cup team. No. Uh, and that is a bit of a consolation. You know, I am, uh, I am still disappointed about how we perform. So not even just results, but just performance-wise, we massively underperformed. Um, but yeah, you can't fault the Gold Coast as a place and as, ex as an experience. But again, I've got that mindset of I'm, I'm not just happy to go. Like you could go there on holiday. Um, so I find it really difficult actually when people say, how was the Commonwealth Games? It looked amazing. And I sound like a bit of a douche and I'm like, meh. Because it is tarnished slightly by how we did on court, you know? I mean, I do follow you on Twitter and Instagram. I would never have known that you were there. <laughs> did you, did never you go? Ever. Have you been to Australia? Yeah? I have actually, yeah. You need to... I should upload more. You, uh, you're a, prolific, big, yeah, a big fan. But do you know what, as well, half of it is with netball, I don't feel like we have the media coverage that other sports have. And subconsciously, I think I take that on myself a bit. I enjoy it and my phone's always on me and I see potential and everything for a little filter or something. So Has that always been the case, though? Because I find um, whether it's promoting a podcast or whatever. Mm -hmm. I'm not very good at self-promotion. I've come from a, a football world where mm -hmm. you don't want to look like a twat. Mm -hmm. If you do anything out of the ordinary, mm -hmm. if it's self-promotion or, or something, you know there's judgment there. Mm -hmm. And I'm slowly getting around to thinking, who cares what people think? Mm -hmm. Have you always been phone on, video this, video that, without a care in the world, or has it been a gradual thing? Um, it's a good question. And actually, I think with football, I was I was less sort of showy with it on social media and I don't know if that's because the culture is is that you don't want to be the one that looks like a keynote or looks like a, a show-off yeah um but also you know there was there was professionals behind the scenes sort of doing the doing the marketing for you whereas netball we don't have so much of that and it's much more of a sort of well you know it's not a professional sport and our fan base is very much you know 10, 11, 12 year old girls who absolutely love seeing clips of training and love seeing what we're up to outside of training and you know love seeing the kit reveal so yeah I'm at the stage now with netball that I don't care I've had so much feedback that you know people are like oh if it wasn't for your Instagram we wouldn't know that dragons train so hard or that 
you know, Wales Ring Camp this weekend. So, yeah, I'm at the point now where I enjoy it, and if people want to follow me, then please don't. But no, they can, you know. And as time goes on, do you do you feel a little bit of sense of responsibility to carry that on to spread the word? I do actually, yeah, especially with netball because, you know, because women's football is getting so big now, which obviously I don't mind. Um, but slowly, I can see that becoming the first choice, the first choice sport for girls. And actually, netball's, you know, getting left in the past a little bit, especially in Wales. And England won the Commonwealth Games. That probably doesn't mean much to you, but that is just absolutely massive. Um, so I do feel like we need to jump on that bandwagon a bit. I even felt myself not hating an England team when I was out in the Gold Coast. I was actually backing them a bit because, really? you know, you play against them every week. I've played with some of them, you know, annually in the European Championship since I was sort of 15. So. You know they're relatable. They're more relatable than you know the professional athletes down in New Zealand to us. So yeah, I was actually first time I was happy seeing an England team win a championship. I think. So you're probably happy that they won it for the reasons you've just given. Yeah. But that's probably added to the reason why you feel disappointed with how you guys did. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, literally we live half an hour from the border, and I know they have so many more girls to choose from. But also the little things, I just think they do a hell of a lot better than us. Um, I know they have so much more funding, but yeah, it's the little things that I think don't take much that we still don't get quite right over here. So, and you know, one of my one of my idols was a ex Welsh netball captain called Ursula Bowers, Billy Bowers, and she said to me once, like, "Don't moan about it. If you want to change it, you've got to be in it to change it." Um, so when I missed the World Cup, you know, I would happily go home to my mum and rant about different things, but I always remembered that and doesn't sit comfortable with me being a role model because I still feel like a 17-year-old kid, really. Um, but I know that I am one of the, you know, the more experienced players in that group now. And if I'm not going to do anything about it and drive it, then, you know. A flag bearer. Kind of. Is that the right term? Well, yeah. It is, isn't it? That's exactly what you I've are. never bared a flag, though, so. Doesn't matter. Is bared a word? Who Born? cares? Who cares? Who cares? And, and over there in Australia, was it... Party culture, because you hear about these uh, Olympic villages when the Olympics are on and stuff, things get a little bit wild. Or is it all professional? Yeah, do you know what? Like, the, the netball girls are boring, but um, for us in a good way. Because we're not pros, something I do like about the netball girls' attitude is that we try and act like we are because we're not. Right. Um, so, you know, when I was down, down at Reddin, people would just clock off when they were told to clock off, no extras because they weren't paid to do extras. Whereas netball, they'll happily get up, go to the gym at six, and then they're back in for six in the night because they want, they're striving for it. Um, but when we're out there, netball's one of the events that runs from start to finish. Really? You know, the, the sprinters might have one heat and then they can party for the rest of the ten days at the Gold yeah. Coast. But uh, we don't have that. Um, apart from Gaz, uh, 69 pin, when he won his gold, he's a Wrexham boy and he did organise a flat party for everybody pretty early on in the games which I didn't attend actually, but I think it did keep a few people up. Yeah. Um, but last couple of days were, yeah, you know, they were nice. We couldn't ruin the results too much because we did have to just make the most of the, the experience and the fact that, you know, we had, we had work for the past four years to get there. And yeah, I mean, there are, there are um, contraceptive measures handed out very early on in the games in bowls in the communal areas, but I don't think any netball girls snap them up. Really? Yeah. yeah Some other nations, however, Oh, you're spreading rumours. I am, not going to name names. No? No. What about nations? No, I can't. No comment. (laughs) You're close then, weren't you? (laughs) I I think I could have pushed that, but (laughs) we will leave it at that. So picking netball over football, Mm. difficult decision, difficult choice, Mm -hmm. but it was genuinely that you had to pick. It wasn't because you were crap at football and there was no no future in it for you. No, genuinely, it was a... a, There was probably three factors. One was... The main one was I really wanted to go to the Commonwealth Games. you know, even the, the fantastic times I had at Redden and Cardiff City and Wales football, um, we'd never been to major championships and we'd never really competed on a, a really big stage. Um, one factor, the other factor was at Redden, I wasn't getting as much game time as I'd have liked. Um, I could have negotiated another contract, but again, you know, risking at the age of 24, not playing for another season, I was a bit like, oh. Um, and then with the Wales stuff, I had, so I was sort of, Having been a starting player, I had started to drop in and out a little bit due to my lack of game time at Reading. So all three factors sort of came together and I just thought, 
if I have to mute the Welsh Netball Instagram account, uh, Twitter account again in a year's time, mm. because I know I could be on the plane to Gold Coast, um, that was enough of a pull to me. And genuinely, I'm not motivated by money. I'm not motivated by stature in the press or facilities or anything. I genuinely, I just love playing for Wales and Commonwealth Games is the pinnacle. And there is money to be made in women's football because the way you're talking there, there is. is if if you would have hung about and, and stuck at it in mm -hmm. football, there's potential to make a decent living. It was, and I, I was full-time for a year. I didn't have to have another job, and it was literally the dream. Um, you know, literally just focusing on training every day and then your recovery in between was, I think it's every it's every footballer's dream. Um, and I did really, really enjoy my time there. But again, I, I realised that I'm actually someone who loves training, but without the game time with that, I, I kind of, I compared it to always revising for an exam and never actually sitting the exam. So I felt like I was sometimes making really great gains in training and fitness-wise, I was always up there to the top, but never getting a chance to actually see where I am, you know, against the Super League players and against in that league. I was just... Frustrating. It wasn't enough. Yeah. So the, similar to the men's game, obviously, mm. the, the dressing rooms, managers like who they like. Mm -hmm. You just felt at the time maybe there was um, a couple of players that you were better at that, that were in the team ahead of you. Do you know what? Naturally, probably not better at, but form-wise in training, I think I, you know, I stuck my hand up. And to be fair to the management, they always made me feel very involved. I was vice captain. Um, you know, they, I was always commended for sort of, even if I wasn't directly influencing things on the pitch, that my my off-pitch stuff was just as influential. But you know, there's so many. There's only so many games that you can feel like you're being a great cheerleader and water girl. You know, I actually, I'm probably the most competitive girl you'll ever meet. So it just, yeah, it wasn't enough. I, I realised in that year that playing for as long as you can is the most important thing. It doesn't really matter what level you're sort of involved in, just playing. With hindsight, you yeah. look back now and you see what's happening with uh, the Welsh women's football team. Mm -hmm. Would you have made the same decision? Yeah. Um, Commonwealth Games was and is still like the pinnacle for me. Until you see them in France. <laughs> <laughs> if I see them in France, yeah, it'll be tough, but actually, absolute hats off to them. You know, you can't fault any of that squad, that, that 11 that have done, you know, recently that job against Bosnia and against Russia, cannot fault any, any one of them. And I know them all on a personal level. I've played with most of them, um, you know, since the age of 15, 16. So, can't fault any of them, I take my hat off to them, I support them all the way, but if they get to France, um, I will try and be out there with them, maybe maybe pitch side, I'm trying to plug that now. Uh, but I think there's a scope, I think the media scope, will be looking scope. to do... Get me in there, TJ. No, I'm just idea. saying that genuinely now, yeah. I think if they get there, mm. um, which is no done deal, mm -hmm. what happens with second place? So second place, they will have to finish as one of the top four out of the eight groups runners up. And how's it looking now? Uh, depends on other results. It's really pretty messy. Okay. They need to beat England. They do, yeah, and they well, can beat England, and they're there. Mm -hmm. But I, I genuinely think that you know the cov the coverage that's been in the mm. last few months and mm. that, I think they'll treat it almost like the men's Euro Tour yeah. in the sixteen. And I feel right? like they have, like the BBC. To be fair, am I allowed to say that? Am I pulling you away from you, the uh, the long man? No, not at all. Um, see what you want. The you? way they they treated it, um, you know, and approached it with the past two games live on BBC Two was. It, it's what it's what we deserve. We we run just as hard. We work just as hard. We dedicate just as much time as the men do. And I think that fever that gripped everybody in the Euros with the men. I think the Welsh fans have you know they've missed out on that with with the World Cup right now. And I think the the women have more than filled that void. So yeah, hopefully it'll be interesting to see where they play their uh, their England match. I know Jane likes to tailor it around what she thinks the opposition are like least. So. Okay. So it's possibly spitty again, but we remains to be seen. Well, this could be could be maybe down. Cathedral School Field will will cut it. I'm looking right. outside there. Then. I'm not sure the grounds. Britain Ferry FC maybe. <laughs> yeah, what a pitch. Has the standard of women's football? How much has it improved? It, there's obviously improvements because it's such a new profession, if you like. Mm -hmm. um, in, you know, a new sport in that regard. Mm -hmm. So obviously, the gains are going to be big in quite a short period of time. Mm -hmm. The only game that I've watched, been there with my own eyes, was the England-Wales game mm -hmm. at Southampton. And I was really impressed. 
Were you impressed because they were girls or were you impressed because the football? No, I was hand on heart, genuinely impressed with the football. Honestly, honestly no. Okay. I thought there was a huge difference, as you would imagine, there was a difference between England and Wales yeah. in terms of the quality of player. And I thought, I noticed that straight away in the warm up, how they struck the ball and stuff. The England girls. Yeah. yeah. There was a little bit of a difference. Mm. But in terms of the game, you've got to ride your luck to get a good result mm. like that. Defensively, I thought Wales were brilliant. Mm. Women, men, it doesn't matter. Like you can see that the coaching is getting better. Yeah. Uh, and that, you know, the girls are obviously, their game intelligence, if you like, mm. is improving. Mm-hmm. It means that the message that they're receiving, they can go out and, and actually do it. Yeah. I was really impressed. Not, okay. not in a patronising way. No, no, do, no, no. do you know what I mean? It was, yeah. it was the first time that I had proper seen a game of that level, if you yeah. like. And it's just going to continue to grow, isn't it? Yeah, and I think, you know, those England girls, all of them have been full-time professionals for a number of years. You've got Champions League winners in there, you know, players that have been named in the FIFA World Team of the Year. So they are, you know, a fair few years ahead of the Welsh girls. I think the Welsh girls I counted of, I think there's five or six full-time pros in there. Um, You know, and that's something that Jane was really keen on, is making sure the environments that these girls are in, you know, as many of them as she can be in a good, a good environment that you know keeps an eye on their conditioning, keeps an eye on their technical progress. And I think the more players we get in full-time clubs or semi-professional clubs, the better that Welsh team will be. But something I love about football compared to netball is that on their day, if they ride their luck and they're disciplined, like you say, anyone can beat anybody. Whereas netball. The game is so quick and there's there's so much turnover of possession that Wales are never going to beat Australia or New Zealand in my generation. It just doesn't happen. Yeah. The best we can hope for is, you know, closing the margin down or maybe winning a quarter. Interesting, eh? yeah. The, the best team will generally win. Yeah. And it and it comes down to percentages as well. Like if you look at the stats after a, a football game, one team could have double the amount of shots, double the amount of possession and lose two nil. Whereas yeah. netball if you convert your centre passes, if you can turn over ball and take that through to goal, it's a little bit like breaking a tennis serve. You know, you're going to win the match. And then looking at the football team now, I talk about, you know, defensively. Am I right in saying, you, you still speak to a couple of the girls, Yeah, yeah. that all the, I think the first games in the group, all the preparations were obviously to do well in those, but with an eye on England. Mm-hmm. knowing they had to get something off England in, mm-hmm. in that first game and, and the second one. Mm-hmm. So defensive, they hadn't scored many goals, still mm-hmm. haven't scored that many, um, but their focus was defensively, get it right in the first couple of games, yep. win them, yep. but all eyes on this England one, it worked. That's yeah. right, isn't it? It is, yeah, and it sounds cliche, but when a new manager came in, you know, the old Finnish manager, Yama Matakainen, did the same thing as Jane did, was... Again, it's cliche, but make make the team hard to beat first, and then you can build the foundations on that. And it's taken a couple of years to get for Wales to get to that point. But this campaign, I think, it's really it's really telling. You know, the conditioning aspect of it, it is tough, as you know, probably, you know, being a Welsh player, to park the bus if you like or defend for ninety minutes. It's tough. You know, people think it's negative tactics, but. You know, you see it in the you can see it in the World Cup now. People will get bodies behind the ball and then they'll try and play on the counter. So I f- kind of feel like that's the fashionable way to play at the minute. And for the Welsh team and the players they've got, I think it suits them perfectly. So, you know, they absolutely frustrated England in that night at Southampton. And, you know, the top teams, their their strengths are the pace of their forwards and the creativity of the, the players that play between the lines. And if, if Wales can keep t- condensing that and playing deep, there's not going to be... There's not going to be much room for these top teams to exploit, so it's worked so far, and I can't. I can definitely see it being effective again when they play them at home. Was that result needed though for for the game here in Wales for the women's football? You needed almost a, a standout performance and the mm. result for everybody's eyes to suddenly be, oh bloody hell, what's going on here? Yeah, and I mean, you know, they might get a, a nice little article on BBC Sport if they beat Bosnia or they beat Kazakhstan, but actually. The names like Russia, the names like England is what actually we know draws in attention from people. And Jane and her team are ambitious as well. They're they're not happy to take part. They knew if they wanted to get out of this group, they needed to finish they needed to finish top ideally. So straight from the off, they would have tried to select the fixtures that they wanted in a great order and I don't think they'd have they could have planned it any better if they tried. So, you know, let's let's all get behind them when they play when is the game? 
feel like I, think I should it's know. end of August, I think. End of August. Yeah, August the 30th, maybe. Mm. Something like that. I think what probably helps as well in terms of eyes on, eyes on the football mm. team is uh, having a couple of characters, mm. girls with a bit of charisma, personality. Yeah, it definitely. looks like it from the outside. Lively on social media. Yeah. It's needed, isn't it? It is. Like, you know, traditionally, and we're seeing it now with the Celtic Dragons, you know, people clearly don't pay 12 quid on a Saturday to see us win because that doesn't happen very often. 12 quid, yeah. 12 quid, is that expensive? With the coffee in there? You're obsessed with coffee. How was your uh, lukewarm filter? It was average. It was average. <laughs> I, f I forgot about it, to be honest, until we were 15 minutes in. The custard start doesn't, tart doesn't look too, uh, too appetising either, but... Excuse me? I don't know. You've got, you've got they four look more good. to... I'm taking them home. You've got six more to get through, I'm I? taking them home. I'll probably go through three of them <laughs> on the way home. Keep three for the kids. What were we saying, sorry? I don't know. Custard uh, tart took over. England game 30th of... Uh, the, the girls, personality-wise. Yeah, sorry. So, you know... The girls that come and watch us play for Dragons come because they get to meet us at the end, they get to have a little chat, they have a picture, they have an autograph. They don't care if we win, lose or draw, I don't think they really mind. Um, obviously it's, it's much easier to market a team that's winning, but having that personality, having players that are relatable, knowing where they come from, you've seen it with the England boys now in the World Cup, people are loving them because they're, they're doing more interviews and they're doing real clips and those adverts going out on on the TV showing, you know, Kieran Trippier's neighbourhood up in Bury. Mm. Is it Bury? Bury? Never know. Um, and yeah, I think they're just relatable. That's what that's what sells, I think. People are normal, you know? The, yeah, they are. But the England one is almost, I think they learnt a lot from Wales in the Euros yeah. to that, because the same group mm. and the comparison was there, how the difference between both squads, how they were with the media and stuff. Mm. I think they learnt from Wales uh, and they're trying to do it. I wouldn't say it's forced because it's bringing out their personalities. Yeah. It's just that first bad result. Mm. It all changes. Yeah. Everything else is forgotten. All mm. of a sudden, instead of, oh, look at him doing that funny advert, yeah. that advert counts against them. Oh, were they too focused on the, yeah. Yeah, so it could come back to, not to haunt them, but they'll, they're going to get abused. It doesn't matter what Either happens. Way. Whereas for you girls now, there's an element of, if we look back in, in terms of football, the, the judgment is that there's no personalities anymore. Mm. Where, where are these personalities? They're there, yeah. just we don't get to see them because yeah. they're hidden away in that dressing room. <laughs> Whereas for you girls, you, you're still... We're not you, filtered. You're in that stage where you can, you can show it and you mm. want to show it mm. to show, show that you're normal. Definitely, and I, I actually dread the interviews with players at the end of match of the day because I could, I could tell you the question they're going to be asked and you can guess the answer that they're going to give. It's almost point it's it's almost time you know it's a time waster but you know this is I, I genuinely really enjoy doing media stuff and I've never been told to not say anything or hold something back and you know when I listen to podcasts when I look at interviews the most interesting ones are the most honest um so hopefully people are still still in tune with this one right now I don't know well I think how, far, how far in are we I think they would have my mum will be hey Carol we're half hour in. Hi, Carol. <laughs> I think everyone else would have switched off and you wouldn't reveal uh, over the, in... The nation that liked the condoms. So that's fair okay. enough, if you don't want to be honest on a they podcast. They can guess, they can guess. I'll do an Instagram poll. <laughs> uh, starting off playing football for you then. Yeah. Obviously, you won't know the difference between being a boy growing up and being a girl growing up, <laughs> like in football. But were you aware early on about the differences and the differences in opportunities as, as you're going to get older? No, and I genuinely, as much as I... Um, kind of in the back of my head thought, oh, I'd love to be a footballer. I kind of thought, well, I'm not a boy, so that's never going to happen. Um, when I first started playing, I played for a boys' club, Caird Goodale Wanderers. Bloody hell. Uh, they've since folded, unfortunately. Um, and, you know, up until I played for my school team, up until I was 16, and it was only sort of then at 16, which is the cutoff that girls can play with boys, that I did notice I could get them, I could then get outmuscled, I could get outrun, and I wasn't used to that. You, know, um, you noticed that, yeah? I did notice that, yeah. yeah. They were bigger, they had beards. I didn't have a beard. Did you not? I've got one now. But <laughs> um, I didn't mind, but actually, when I went then to a girls' club, it was a lot easier. Yeah. Um, so maybe that didn't help my development again, I don't know. Um, but I do, I do kind of feel like if I'd have just been... I do wonder what, I'd have, what, I'd been, what sort of player I'd have been if I'd have just done football. Um, because I didn't go to Tranmere as a 14-year-old because 
I was playing netball in Manchester on a Sunday and they clashed. And I didn't go to uni in America because I wanted to play netball down for Cardiff Met. So I do, I do wonder would I have been better, but then I do also feel like my experience of two international sports, two codes, two different sets of cultures, two governing bodies has made me the athlete I am now. So, you know, I don't know, they do say to play as many different sports as you can. Mm. I'm not sure 26, they'd still be saying it, but I, I would still love to. You genuinely love netball, don't you? I do, you know, I do. Like, genuinely, it's a bit I, boring, isn't it? It's not, Owen, you need to come to a game, honestly. It's... It hasn't even got a backboard behind the net, like. Exactly, you have to be accurate. You can't use a, you can't use a bit of wood to help you. Mm. It's genuinely, like, I hate plugging it because I feel like I sound like my nan, but it's, people don't know what it's like at elite level, they don't. Um, and if, I, if anybody caught the England-Australia game in, in the Commonwealth Games, they'll, they'll get what we mean. Really? To be fair, when it's a drumming, it is really boring. If it's a 60, Same as 60 any goal sport, to 30, though, yeah, that's true. But if it's goal for goal, um, it's a battle of who can turn over the next person to pass, you know? It's true, though, you know, they talk about... If they watch Scottish League football... Sorry, what? What? <laughs> they would be very impressed. Of course, on YouTube when you after, were playing. After watching it. Yes. But you're right. Because it's finished. But the yeah. judgment, the judgment about Scottish Your football... perception. Perception. Yeah. I've been using that word a lot recently, perception. but I forgot about it there. Uh, the perception of Scottish football is that it's terrible. Yeah. But then when you're in it and you live in it, yeah. you think, bloody hell, this is all right, it's this. It's bloody great, yeah. So the same netball is like Scottish football. Oh, my God, have we just made that comparison? Interesting. Mm. Very interesting. <laughs> so what's next for women's football then? How do you see it growing? Just continuing to grow, the standard is going to get better. Yeah, and do you know what? It, it pains me to say it, but money does talk. And... I do get people's frustrations with women's football because we are reliant on the men's clubs to fund us. We don't pull in the shirt sales. We don't pull in the, you know, the numbers through the gate. So we cannot expect to be paid the same as the men because we don't draw in that same, that same audience. And, yeah. you know, teams like Manchester City, Arsenal, they are very reliant on the funding they get from the men's side. So we do need to sort of work hand in hand with them. Um, you know, I did have a brief stint at Yeovil um, and one, you know, great selling point for us where we were completely self-funded, we weren't reliant on the men's club at all, but actually it's not that sustainable in the league where you are competing with the likes of Chelsea, Liverpool. So money definitely does talk. Um, it is getting better. The more professional players, especially in Wales, the more players we can get in professional environments, the better they will be, the, the better the coaches will be when they come and meet up with the national team maybe once a month. So. Yeah, they just restructured the Super League and the Championship. Um, they've renamed it all. Looks pretty exciting. Uh, I'm getting a little bit itchy feet just because I'm a obviously very indecisive individual. How's it been restructured? Um, so they all the teams had to bid again for which league they wanted to be in, and there was loads of criteria that the FA looked at. Uh, Manchester United, who'd never previously had a senior uh, women's team have now got one yeah. they haven't gone straight into the Super League which is the, the Premier League they've gone into the Championship which is okay. the one just below um, and it's kind of it's controversial because some teams that some women's teams that have been around for ages have dropped down and some newer teams just because they've got a good men's name associated with them have sort of gone straight in but it's what it's what sells you know if people see Spurs ladies against West Ham ladies it sounds a little bit better than yeah. Doncaster Bells against Yeovil, you know? Yeah. And we can't just rely on 15-year-old girl fan bases. We need men, women of all ages to be interested in it yeah. because of the football, not because it's girls in shorts. It's, it's the same in Wales, obviously on a lesser mm. scale. I was at a dinner for... It's a mouthful of the WPWL, the Women's Premier... Catchy acronym. No, not women, I got it wrong there. Welsh Premier Women's League. WPWL. Yeah. Okay. Welsh Premier Women's League. You hosted that, didn't you? Yeah, I was there. Um, That was an experience. How was it? It was all right, actually. It was their first... They've had dinners before, but the the FAW are giving it some backing. They're going to try and make sure it's an annual event. And and it's important. It doesn't matter what level it is, it's important to... Nationally, yeah. Um... And I think people, the way people are talking, again, I went into it um, eyes open, ready to, to learn about these clubs and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a growing league, mm-hmm. but they're trying to do things right as well. Yeah, and 
It's like know, a mirror image of men's football, isn't it, mm -hmm. from back in the day. Mm -hmm. So Welsh Premier League in Wales started in 92, I think. Same yeah, thing. I was born. Is that right? It is. Bloody hell. How old does that make me? Uh, 26. Nice. 26. You're a gog, you know your maths. <laughs> but it's exactly the same thing where they went through that process. You know, clubs don't know. Clubs want to stay in the English pyramid. Uh, some come into the league, they don't know how to structure it in terms mm. of how many clubs in the league, how many can uh, financially sustain it and be there for a long time. Mm. But it's growing. It is growing. And in an ideal world, you know, we'd like the... Uh, like the All Blacks do, you know, they, they make their players play in New Zealand to keep that New Zealand league strong. And in an ideal world, we'd have Jess Fishlock and Rachel Rowe and Angara James playing in the Welsh League to make it to make it a success. But unfortunately, that's that's not going to happen, you know. So, and it is sort of a feeder league. The the age groups, we've got players who are too good for their younger age group league so they're then playing in the adult league so it turns out that you do have an adult league full of sort of 17 18 yeah. 19 year old kids that are they are good you know but they're only going to play in it for two or three years and then they're probably going to get picked up by someone in the english league so um you know events like that you went to they've got obviously a big hot celebrity guest in to host it yeah well, it's definitely going in the right direction it is isn't it and it's did it's you good pre-written jokes or did you just wing it no nah, no jokes i've got to be honest it was uh, some guys who work for Rondo that do Scorio were doing the sound. Okay. And uh, the, the night was, it was dragging on a little bit. It was a real hot room. Mm. Uh, we'd been up as hosts to say a few words, say we're going to, you know, enjoy your dinner and we're going to speak after to hand out, hand over the awards. Mm -hmm. And it'd been like, all of a sudden it was past nine o'clock and everyone's <laughs> looking at each other thinking, we haven't given one award out yet. <laughs> and uh, so we got up, got it done. And the guys from Rondo came up to me after and he shook my hand. He says, fucking hell. I've never seen an awards dinner go so fast. Really? Like from the first award being handed out to the last, we must have just flown Convey through. Conveyor belt. No messing, because... That's a bloke thing to do, that is. Do you think so? Yeah. It, Efficient, it, in. I was just saying in and out, but that's a bit weird, isn't it? If I get experience in doing that type of thing, I'll probably be able to drag it out a little bit more. Yeah. But I, I'm still in that phase where I can put myself in the crowd and think, what do you not want in Definitely, awards dinner? Definitely, they drag. They drag. You don't want a host on there trying to be funny and he's not <laughs> do you know what i mean yeah. making such crap jokes and him, everyone's just sitting there thinking we just want to get pissed at the yeah, bar yeah i probably went the extreme the other way did you get pissed at the bar no no oh. no I was, I was driving but i went real quick i did not mess about <laughs> at all yeah. you live and learn don't you you do you live and learn first of many maybe i think it would be foolish to not discuss um oh no the flossing oh dental or yeah, dental, Crazy. I think you need to use a... F Do you know what, honestly, for all the hours I've spent in the gym, the thing people talk to me most about is the bloody floss. But it's good though, isn't it? You know, for you now, you, we spoke about your social media and stuff, yeah. and being the flag bearer for women's netball <laughs> here in Wales, um, spreading a word with the football and stuff. Stuff like that, mm -hmm. you get recognised for. Yeah, and it's it was it was genuinely heat the moment I, I didn't know I, what I was doing I think the umpires were just late coming onto court I was in a world of my own um, it was the first game in Commonwealth Games we'd been up so I think I'd relax a little bit I don't know why I'm like breaking this down like I'm break doing it, a, break yeah, it down break it now's right the down. time hey. you won't get this opportunity again <laughs> um, and it's actually here the kids at school do, used to do it to me all the time they used to be like miss floss 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 and I've always refused and then obviously subconsciously it's just been in me you know just, if you've got rhythm Comes out. And as you said, for all the work, for all the hours in the gym, mm. every game, internationals. Mm -hmm. How many internationals for Wales football? Twenty-eight caps. It doesn't say that on Wikipedia. You know, I had a look, and you just. It also out. says I was dropped for the netball World Cup. That's incorrect as well. Mm, probably mm. were. So you probably won't. Uh, but you just got a line through it. It doesn't say a number. So twenty-eight caps for Wales football. Two goals. <laughs> Two goals. One of my debut. Headers. Uh, one was a header. Yeah. But that was very presumptuous of you. Why'd you say that? Is it because I got a big head? <laughs> <laughs> You've seen me pass on my B license. Were you yeah, not impressed? No way she scored on her feet. <laughs> <laughs> not with those sizes. <laughs> and then how many, is it caps in netball? It is netball, but genuinely I'm not sure. It's probably... Loads? No, like 30-ish. Okay. And that's the thing, because I've toyed between the two. I haven't really, you know, kept tabs on how many I've racked up. And again, like for me, it's genuinely about the quality of them. There's some games that I think, Christ, I'd rather not have had that one. So do you not count them? I do, oh I do, ca I do count them. If I did that, it'd be a big trouble. <laughs> what, with who you count? With the seven. Even, Are you on about e caps still? Even, yeah, even okay. my seven caps. I'm counting every one. It doesn't matter if it's 60 <laughs> seconds right. on the seven's pitch. Seven's all right. 
Um, but to go back, the flossing, you probably get mm. asked about that more than anything else. I do, yeah, and it, it was totally cheap. No, uh, no, do you know what? When, I, when I'm asked to do it after games that we've lost, I'm not a fan. But, you know, when people say to me, oh my God, I've seen you on YouTube for flossing, it's, you know, I don't, I don't mind that at all. Can you do it? That's the question. I can actually, yeah. Can you? The kids taught you. Got two girls, haven't they? I can't imagine your spaghetti legs being so that long. These wow. long limbs causing and the chaos. I bet your arms drag on the floor, do they? <laughs> <laughs> my, leg, no, my legs are long enough. It means my arms look almost in proportion. Okay, fair. I hope so, anyway. Mm. So what's next then? What's the plan? Stick with netball, or you're talking about clubs like Man United? The more the more women's football teams come in, mm. the more teams there are that want players. Yeah. So there's going to be a calling. You haven't given it up yet. No, definitely. Uh, you know, I don't like it when I'm when people say former or ex or ask if I'm retired because by no means would I ever rule myself out of selection for either sport. Um, I definitely feel like I haven't hung my boots up. Next season, I, this is the first time that I've sort of been like, do you know what? I'm not sure what what I want to do next. Um, I I'm a bit of a just play it season by season sort of sort of person, and so far I. You know, I've just been focused on oh, every game as it comes, as they say. Uh, with Dragons, we've got one left on Monday, and then after that, I'll sort of have a week off, see how I feel. Um, but genuinely, yeah, I'm, I'm very open. I'm just, I just love playing, you know. I just love training, love playing. I don't mind who it's for. So I haven't hung up the boots. Have you? You've still got them. Still got boots. There's, there's a pair in the store cupboard down there. When I do small group session with the kids in school, I still try and ping a few. So yeah. Is there anything else? Netball, football. Is there another sport? Genuinely, I'm very tempted by by rugby sevens. Um, had a couple of conversations with the sevens coaches out in the Gold Coast, and probably spent more time on the floor on court playing netball than I did probably on my feet. So they were like, "Oh, I think you could transfer over." But um, I've never played it. Genuinely, never played it. I'm a gog, not as goggy as you, but I'm a bit of a gog. And football was always the go-to up there instead of rugby. So. Rugby sevens over in the Commonwealth. Were you watching that with a keen eye, thinking, "Oh, yeah, I wouldn't mind." This. I did, I did actually, and you know, I, I loved the Olympics, and the probably, you know, the one that I could relate to most was the rugby sevens. I can run and I can catch, you know, so I, and I can kick, Bloody even hell. though you don't back me. Yeah. Can you header it in rugby sevens? That's the thing. I don't know. I'm sure you could. Um, so I wouldn't mind giving that a go, and I'm going to play some touch in the summer, I think. So, if you're keen. You'd be easily megable, I think. You're not wrong. You're it's not mixed, wrong. actually. Touch rugby, mixed touch rugby. Is it really? How are the knees holding up? Not been too bad, you know. I had not. two years where I didn't do anything. I had yeah. well, one game of five aside. You go up Trevan every morning, didn't you? Yeah, I don't mind. that's why I don't play football, so I can do stuff like that. So you can, I can hike. walk mountains. But my knee blew up, one game of five aside, oh. so I left it. Uh, but I've had a couple of charity games recently and um, enjoyed it. Oh, good. Like, not felt too bad What role bad did you play? Were you the pivot point? Half. Oh, nice. I, that's what I asked for now. I don't want to be in the hustle and bustle in midfield yeah, and sit back. getting on the half turn. I'm just just dribbling drive. What? You're a dribbling driver, are you? From centre you're not, half, You're yeah. not a knock channels kind of guy? Not a chance. You got a long throw? No. Oh. No. Did you see that throw in the World Cup the other day? Oh, tried my the flip. word. That's How almost as embarrassing as your floss. Whoa, you've not said that before this. You, back, you picked it up. <laughs> <laughs> no, but genuinely, like... These charity games and stuff like that, they're just good, aren't they? You know, it keeps you on your toes. You... Yeah. And you know what? There's, there's a hell of a lot more people just enjoy the sport because it's fun rather than actually the serious professionalism of it. So charity games, flossing, Instagram stories, you know, it's... That's the plan for the next few years then. Insta either, stories. Either netball, football, <laughs> netball or football, maybe a little bit of sevens. Yeah, genuinely. We'll have to do a podcast ne uh, this time next year and see where I'm at because genuinely I'm sort of in a in a bit at a bit of a crossroads, not sure. And no coaching because that was the first time we met on the B license. It was, yeah. Um, well, it's my part-time job now. I do love it. Um, but actually, it's funny. I do so much netball now. The, the sport I least enjoy coaching probably is netball, just because it's sort of netball over. I still like it. It's boring. It's not boring, but. Um, no, um, yeah, all sorts of sports. I just, you know, I do actually prefer probably the higher level athletes. You can go into more detail, and because I am so competitive, they, you know, those of a similar mindset, um, I feel I can transfer messages over a little bit better than the youngies probably. But no, I do really enjoy it here. But how's your coaching going anyway? Oh, that is a sore oh. subject. 
I went on the A license straight away. Yeah. Um, God, I'm still getting over the intensity of that B. Yeah, I've got a lot of coursework that needs doing. It's late at the moment. Yeah. Uh, if Carl Darlington, Amy Hobbs, if you're listening, please just give me another couple Cut of months. Cut some slack, mitigating circumstances. Another couple of months, please. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I just need to do the work really. But anyone juicy on your course? Obviously, I was the big celebrity guest on the B. So. <laughs> Who do we have? We had a couple of the same boys: Leon Britton, nice Sam Ricketts, and then we had Lee Trundle was on there. Yeah. Uh, you all still have a Corona every evening, or? Oh, oh it's too many, man. <laughs> a, Chris, a Corona, Christian, Andy. Christian Edwards from Cardiff Met. He oh, was down yeah. there. He He'll a have couple, a swill. He had a couple too many Stellas one night. <laughs> uh, Kevin Nolan. Stella, that's a that's a dangerous one, isn't it? Kevin Nolan. I remember Kevin, yeah. Yeah. He gave me a pair of boots, actually, very grateful. Did he? And a West Ham rain jacket. Oh, nice. Ooh, yeah, spoiling nice. me. Uh, yeah, I'll get you out on this, because I know you've got an afternoon off. You're going to go on for a nap, probably. I, I actually am. you got a game tonight, haven't you? But, yeah, in training training match, but still. I can't, okay. I can't afford to have that custard tart, no. Well, that's why I'm going to wrap this up now, because I've got <laughs> six custard tarts. I'm going <laughs> to get through. If there's any left when I get to Bangor, legs, though, I'd be very surprised. Hmm. Yeah, thank you for your time. Good luck off. with everything. Netball, football, spreading the word uh-huh. on your social media. I'll try. Thanks for your time. You're welcome, thank you. And there we go. Big thanks to Nia for her time. Thank you to her workplace, the Chandav Cathedral School, uh, for providing the lukewarm mediocre at best coffee but good to get a little bit of insight into the into the women's game you know for any for any young girls with aspirations of wanting to play sport whether it's professionally uh, internationally definitely good and important to to get the opinions of somebody like Nia who you know I guess in her own words feels feels a little bit of a responsibility for for spreading the word and, and, and getting young girls interested and involved in in all sports not just football so thank you to her for her time. Hopefully you guys enjoyed the conversation. Um, spread the word. Spread the word about the podcast. I say it every week. Leave a review. Subscribe. Tell a friend. If you're going to leave a one-star review like one or two of you have done, <laughs> I dare you. I dare you to come and tell me face-to-face that it was you because there will be trouble. Try and be kind. But thank you very much for listening. Until next time, ta-da.